Psalm 119, 160 says that the sum total of God's word is truth. What does that mean? That means your one verse or one chapter in isolation is not full truth. You have to be careful. God meant something. God was saying something. This is why I'm a firm believer. I believe in lots of forms of theology. I believe that all forms of theology are beneficial. But I am a firm believer that, uh, that narrative theology is a better tool in most cases than a systematic theology. Why? Because God wrote a narrative. God wrote us a story, and he wrote us into that story. God did not write us a, a series of presuppositions, a series of beliefs. He didn't write us a creed and then go back and prove it, although the creeds are important because the creeds do the right thing. The creeds sum up the narrative, not the other way around. The creed didn't inform the narrative. The creed spoke about that grand narrative. Narrative theology is an important way for us to really understand what God is saying. So with that in view, I want to share with you a point about context, and this is important. I want you to write it down if you're a note taker, and I don't want you to uh, get a pitchfork and a torch out against me until you hear all that I have to say, okay? And here's what I want you, what I want you to write down. God, God did not give us a single verse of Scripture. Write that down. God did not give us a single verse of Scripture. You're like, Nathan, <laughs> you're testing me here. Okay, number two, God did not give us a single chapter of Scripture. You want to know why those are true? Because God gave us entire letters of Scripture. He gave us entire books of Scripture, 66 to be exact. He gave us an entire collection of those writings. And this is why Timothy is told that all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching and correcting, rebuking, for training in righteousness. All scripture is God-breathed. Let me give you some examples of this. God did not give us Romans 3.23 without Romans 3.24. <laughs> God did not give us Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How many of you know that verse? You're like, yep, used on my neighbors all the time. Okay, <laughs> right? God did not give us all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God without verse 24, which says this, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption, which is in Christ Jesus. Do you want to know what the antecedent of both sinner and redemption is? All. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and, this is common language, this is understanding grammar, all being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. For those who will believe. Those who will put their trust in God. God also did not give us John 3, 16 and 17. Back off, Nathan, that's my verse. God did not give us John 3, 16 and 17 without 3, 18. Here's John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world. So obviously you know who the world is in view here. The judgment of the world is not the judgment of the trees right? It is the judgment of the people. God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. 
Look at chapter 3, verse 18, though. He who believes in him is not judged. What's required? Belief. Trust him. Trust him. Belief, faith, and trust are not works of your own. They are a response to the work of Jesus. And those come because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, and the word of God is the gospel, Romans 1.16, which is his power unto salvation. Verse 18 goes on and says, He who does not believe has been judged already. You're, you're already in that place of judgment if you don't believe in Jesus. Jesus didn't have to come to judge you. You already stinketh. That's the King James for you. Anyway. <laughs> That's what they said about Lazarus. So anyway, by now he stinketh. Anyway, okay, so here's another one. Those are easy, right? We connect them because it's one verse after another or two verses and then the next verse. But let me give you one that's a little harder to understand. Just like Romans 9, 10, and 11 have to be understood in their context, along with Jeremiah 18, along with everything else that God is saying. God did not give us John 6.44. John 6, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. God did not give us that verse without also giving us John 12, 32, which is Jesus also speaking when he says, and I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto myself. This is exactly why we have to take the time that we did on Romans chapter 9 through 11. Because outside of context, you can make a passage of scripture say anything you want. 